Hello and welcome to the Travel Agent Interview. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and I am privileged today to have Denora Williams with me. Welcome, Denora. Hi, Megan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about Nevis, your specialty, because it is someplace that is really high on our bucket list, and uh, that is your specialty. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <clears throat> now, I know you want to brag on the island, but first, because we're getting close to Christmas, I want to talk about a travel article, a well, a couple that I've read um, that features weird Christmas traditions around the world, and... The first, have you ever heard of, and, and the reason I bring this up is because I think they're doing my, my state wrong, Pennsylvania. <laughs> they say that there's a tradition that we hang dill pickles on our trees. I have never heard of anyone hanging a dill pickle on the Christmas tree. So someone correct me if I'm wrong, but that's, that's not true in my, in my opinion. Have you ever heard of hanging a pickle on your Christmas tree? Megan, I'm going to have to be honest with you. I've never heard of that either. <laughs> <I> no. <laughs> I've lived in many parts of that state, and I've never heard of that, uh, including the central part with, like, you know, the, the the rural Amish communities and all that. No. No pickle hanging. Mm-hmm. But the, <laughs> the other weird one that I, that I don't like is the Krampus from Austria. Do you know the Krampus? No, I don't. He's like the counterpart to St. Nick. He's like this evil, demony looking guy. And apparently, like, you know, he goes around and frightens children and, like, rings Aww. bells and makes chains rattle and, like, scares them. Like, he's the, <laughs> like, the, he's the, he's the naughty part of the naughty and nice. Aww. Like, if you're naughty, the Krampus <laughs> comes to get you. Here's one that's funny from Japan that apparently, you know, the biggest, I guess people can't get turkeys in Japan. And so, mm-hmm. KFC used it as a marketing opportunity some years ago and like it became the place you could get turkey or a whole turkey. And so people who celebrate Christmas go to KFC as like their Christmas Eve dinner because it's the only place you can get a whole chicken or whole turkey. Oh, wow. Isn't that something? <laughs> That's a good way for them to capitalize on that. Yeah, they did. Great marketing for them. Hey, mm-hmm. I would do it. I would sure do that. Do you guys have any bizarre or interesting traditions of your own? Well, actually, we do. My husband, he he was a huge Dallas Cowboy fan um, all of his life, pretty much. Uh So he started collecting, like, Dallas Cowboy everything, ornaments and little trinkets and stuff like that. So what we started doing was just decorating our tree with all Dallas Cowboy um, paraphernalia. <laughs> so no red and green for you guys. You're just doing cowboys. No red and green. Just cowboy blue. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> for the Texans out there, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for participating in our little holiday article segment. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the travel industry? Yeah, sure. Well, um, of course, my name is Denora Williams. I currently reside in the um, Atlanta, Georgia area by way of New York. Um, I have four adult children and was married for 30-plus years and recently widowed. Oh. Yeah, and how I got into the travel industry was in 2000, my husband and I, we took our children on our first cruise. 
and it was on the Norwegian dawn leaving from New York. I'll never forget it. That trip piqued my interest. Yeah, it's, it was an amazing. It was actually they had just refurbished the ship, and it was like almost new. It was a really great trip. So that trip kind of piqued my interest into want to explore more and travel more. So from that point on, um, our family went on vacation every year. Sometimes me and my husband went twice a year. And the more I traveled, the more my passion grew for it. Mm-hmm. And prior to um, travel, I worked in uh, corporate America as an HR representative for a major retail company for 15 plus years. So to make a long story short, my husband unexpectedly passed in August of 2014. Mm-hmm. So we had, um, and the thing that I always went back to was the amazing memories we had the opportunity to create on vacation. So, um, so that's what really uh, piqued my interest and made me want to get into travel. So after um, some long thought and a lot of prayer, um, I decided to, that I wanted to do something that I love, not to, you know, because life is too short. So yeah. I wanted to do something that I love. I seen my husband leave the house one day and never come home. So, I mean, I, at that point, I realized you've got to be doing something that you really want to do. So I decided, you know, that travel was something I was passionate about and I wanted to, you know, get into it. I wanted to be able to help other families create wonderful long-time memories for their families as well. That is both very sad and also very wonderful that you found this place of passion and you're able to help other people make those memories. Are you traveling with your children now? We do, yes. We do a lot of travel together, and that's really special, yes. And are there grandbabies that come too? Husband. Oh. Well, don't no grandbabies yet, but when they do come, they'll definitely be travelers as well. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, kids, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, would you tell us a little bit about your area of specialty? And we'll really just expand on that. I mean, it's Nevis. It's wonderful. Birthplace of Alexander Hamilton. Oh tell us everything. <laughs> okay, yeah. So my area of specialty is destination and weddings and honeymoons. Um, mm-hmm. And when I discovered Nevis, that kind of fit directly into my niche. It is just such an amazing, tranquil place. It's a place where the locals and you see the um, animals and the wildlife and locals, they just coexist so wonderfully. And, you know, I was really amazed when I went there because you see, like, animals all in the street and everything like that, and they just are roaming all over the place. And then at night, when it starts getting dark, you know, they say that they just go back to, they know where they live, and they just start heading back home. And I just think that's so amazing. Um, Nevis is like an unspoiled, it's just like an unspoiled hidden gem. It really is. It's just really amazing. The way it makes you feel, it's just, um, you know, I when I used to go on vacation, I always thought um, I want oceanfront rooms. But Nevis really made me appreciate rolling mountain views and, you know, just other 
types of areas that I didn't even know um, I was interested in or, you know, could have a real passion for. For instance, I've never been to a resort where I had no television in the room. Even if you don't watch it, you know it's there. Mm -hmm. When I went to Nevis, the resort that I stayed at, there is no TV there. And when I first walked in, I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to get through these five Mm -hmm. days without a television? (laughs) But I'm going to tell you, it was the best time that I can say I've had on vacation. It gave me that opportunity just to unwind and unplug and just get, you know, in tune with my thoughts. And it was just amazing. Is there cell service on the island? Self-service? Like cell phone. Are you going to be able to have service on your phone? Okay. Well, um, I guess if you contact your provider prior and, you know, um, you know, get that additional, pay that additional cost for the service. Yeah, there is, you can get Wi-Fi service and most of the resorts or hotels do have Wi-Fi service access. So, um, will you give us an idea of, so, Nevis, for people that aren't familiar with the size of the island, it's something like 36 square miles. It's very small. Uh, you could really drive yes, the whole is. thing easily or or walk to many of the places easily. So would you give us maybe a sample of what a walking day would look like? Oh, my God. You can look to your left and see amazing ocean views. Look to your right and see wonderful uh, rolling mountain views. And during that course of the walk, you may see some monkeys, some crabs. You're going to see some lambs or, you know, all kinds of different wildlife that you've never um, probably even seen before. I've seen so many different species of animals and plants that I've never seen. Like I said, it's such an unspoiled uh, island. Um, it's just um, very peaceful and serene. Although it's a small island, there's not a lot of walking going on. I really didn't, you know, um, see. I mean, you'll see some of the locals walking um, periodically, but you do need to drive. So a lot of the uh, properties do offer um, taxi or um, transfer services to, to and from, you know, anywhere you need to go. Now, what about um, some of the historic places you can go to there and their significance? Would you talk to us about those places? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, So Nevis is really rich in history and in culture. Um, You can explore century-old ruins. They have all all, um, sugar mills um, that the structures are still there that they use for different, you know, restaurants or different things now. But one um, main thing that I saw when I was there was Cuddle Church. Um, That is an historic, um, it's used for an uh, uh, iconic wedding site currently, but it was the first Caribbean church where blacks and whites worshiped together. And it was built by the plantation owner named Thomas Cottle for his family and his slaves. And of course, and as I mentioned today, it's used as an iconic wedding site and the grounds are just really beautiful. Another really nice place that we had the, that I had the opportunity to visit was the Botanical Gardens. The Botanical Gardens um, 
is uh, really nice as well. All, like I mentioned, thousands of different species of plants and flowers. Um, they have a house talking bird there that literally talks when you walk by. So it, it was really, really cool. And then we had, um, I had the opportunity to visit the museum as well. I heard you mention that your husband um, is a big buff for Hamilton. Oh, yeah. So you see all of that history in there as well. <clears throat> yeah, some really, really great places to visit. And then the island mm-hmm. was recently spared from Irma. But the amazing thing about it that they had very little damage from that storm. Um, I know that at one of the resorts, you know, at the beach area, you know, um, there was some minor damage there. And because Nevis, um, you have to take a water taxi over from St. Kitt. Yep. Um, and you see a little damage as well coming in at the docking area when you pulled up, you know, the docking area uh, where the boats pull in um, was a little damaged there, but very little damage uh, to the island, which was amazing. Is it typically out of the path? Does it typically get damaged or it's just a little bit out of the path of most storms? I think it's probably a little bit out of the path is what I was told when we were there. So it's a little bit out of the path, but of course it's not, you know, an area where it can't, just luckily it was spared, but it still can be affected. Okay, great. Good to know that it's doing okay. So you have to fly into St. Kitts, then you have to take the water taxi over. Um, Are there all-inclusive resorts on the island? Is it bed and breakfast? And how do people go about this process? Um, there are, unfortunately, not very all-inclusive properties there. Most of the properties are European plan, which comes with breakfast. Um, but there, the food there is so amazing. I mean, the whole time I was there, I don't think I had one bad meal. So there are so many options for food that you want to be able to go around and explore the different areas. And all of the pricing seemed to be very affordable So as far as the food was concerned. So although there is no all-inclusive, there is European plan style um, packages. But um, they do have where breakfasts are included. That's good. I mean, that's, you know, when you're groggy in the morning, I, it's really nice to be able to just roll down and have breakfast. Oh, yeah. I mean, most of the properties do have restaurants on site where you can have lunch or dinner at any one of the um, properties. Um, so, you know, that's not an issue either. Or you can also choose to ex- um, explore and go to some of the other local places that they have, the local barn grills and things of that nature. Are there any excursions that you recommend people do while they go there? Oh, yes. we actually I actually had the opportunity to do a catamaran. Oh, that was an amazing day um, experience. So I would definitely recommend that catamaran. We definitely recommend going sightseeing to see Cottle, the Cottle Church, the Botanical Gardens, and the museum as well. Those are some definitely want to do um, things while you're there in Nevis. Is it a museum of the history of Nevis or is it specifically the Hamilton Museum? I can't remember if they turned. The the, the Hamilton has, Homestead is still there. It has some but, of the history. Yeah. 
Yeah, it has some of the history of Nevis, but it is a lot of Hamilton geared. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, now, mm-hmm. let's talk about you. Did you participate in a cooking lesson, or did you do some sort of celebrity chef cooking experience while you were there? Oh, uh, yes. I had the opportunity to um, to cook with world-renowned chef Llewellyn on Cushy Beach, and um, he's um, uh, an amazing chef. Um, he has an amazing mango sauce that he um, that he bottles and sells as well. Um, so we got to prepare uh, mango salmon and uh, a cabbage salad. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you that that meal really stands out. I, I don't know it's because um, you know the experience of cooking with the chef and preparing ourselves and. But it seems like the fish was, it was so fresh. It seemed like they caught it right out of the ocean we were standing next to. It was, it was really good. <laughs> Sounds good. Really and good. is this a regular, like, is it a special event or you can regularly do some sort of celebrity chef cooking event? I think that is something that can be incorporated into um, a travel package for a client, especially if it's someone that's a foodie, uh, you know, um, that can, can be packaged in, mm-hmm. um, I believe. But, yeah, that um, was an experience that was really great. But they do have a, a mango festival down in Nevis as well. So, And I believe Chef Llewellyn heads that up as also um, that they do there. Is he from the island or he just loves it and he spends a lot of time there? He's from the island. Yes, he's from the island. Oh, wonderful. Who is your client for Nevis? Mostly couples. It's a very romantic destination. Yes. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I would say couples definitely would be, you know, the main group that I would recommend there. It's just a very romantic place. And what about the beaches? Are they sandy? Are they for shell collecting? What type of beaches uh, does Nevis have? There um, are some sandy um, areas, um, but the the most thing um, that I found uh, there is um, I really appreciate the mountains, mm-hmm. the mountain views. Yeah, that that was something I really appreciated. Um, amazing rolling mountain views so they do have um some beach areas not all of the properties have beach um though mm-hmm. but there are some and it's and it's sandy so no no mm-hmm. water shoes required not really i mean uh, it, it's not really necessary i mean you would appreciate going with your bare feet <laughs> gotcha so right in the middle of the island is a, a tall mountain well, I guess, you know, depending on what, where you're coming from, it would be considered a tall mountain. Uh, maybe not from Colorado. Mm. But, um, so we're not going to bring water shoes, but maybe hiking shoes. Did you get to hike the mountain at all? No, we didn't get, I didn't get to do much hiking, but definitely hiking is there. And I know biking is also big. Yeah. And it looks like they have, um, some sort of a, um, cross channel swim. Have you heard of this thing? Where people swim from Nevis to St. Kitts? I've heard them mention that. Can you see one island from the other? How far is that? 
I mean, you can kind of see it. It's not really far. Um, Nevis is a 20-minute water taxi ride away from St. Kitts. So, um, yeah, you can actually see Nevis from St. Kitts, the island. Oh, my gosh, 20-minute water taxi. That's a long swim. I would die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is pretty long swim. That is. <laughs> I'm looking at your pictures, and I, I do see the pictures of the, the Cottle Church, which is Gorgeous and like a really simple but stunning setting for a wedding. But I'm also mm-hmm. seeing these, these Buddhists or maybe Hindu statues. Is this at a shrine or is this for, where is this and is it, is it a? That is at the botanical gardens, okay. the botanical gardens. Yeah, that's a must see as well. It's a very, very beautiful ground there. Well, Janora, thanks for telling us all about Nevis. Um, our next question typically is a great success for story, a funny story, or a situation that might have gone slightly awry, but that you were able to triumph in for your clients. Would you like to tell us one? Well, the only thing that I could think of on that is um, I had a client that um, I had uh, when we first started. I had planned like a, a cruise for her in the past. Um, a group trip that she did for a girlfriend's getaway. And I was planning a really uh, large um, uh, cruise. It's not a, it wasn't a world cruise, but it was a, a Costa cruise and it was um, going to be to Europe. And, um, you know, at, at, I thought that we had built up such a rapport that, you know, that was my client. Yeah. <laughs> But then um, after months of planning and, you know, things of that nature, I get a call from her and she tells me that she wants to inform me that she has decided to go with Costco's because they offered her uh, a gift card. Well, um, her travel was around the time all of these hurricanes was taking place. So apparently, um, you know, in the past when she uh, planned travel with me, I've always been very attentive. And, you know, she's she's one that calls and, you know, has a lot of questions and things like that regularly. So I've always been very attentive to even after hours pick up her, her calls and things of that nature. Well, when she transferred her, um, she decided to go with Costco's to do her cruise um, around the um, storm time when the hurricanes mm-hmm. were. Apparently, she didn't get that same service as far as because, like I said, she's one that you know she wants you to pick up her call regardless sure. of what time it is. So I guess she couldn't. You know that wasn't the case then. So after the trip, she called me and she said, "You know what? Although I, you know, saved a few dollars and got a gift card from Costco's." I will be planning my travel with you from now on. Yeah. And she started explaining to me how frustrated she was because she couldn't. She was calling. You know, she was concerned about different things. She couldn't get people on the line and this and that. And, I, and she said, you always answer me when I call you. So, you know, that there, you know, made me really feel good that, you know, because at first I was hurt that she decided to. Sure. Of course, everybody wants to save money, but... Yeah, but you do know, you want to buy your travel before. at the same place you buy your underwear in the 20-pack? 
Yeah. That's the kind of customer right. service you're going to get. <laughs> that's uh-huh. it. Yeah. So I think she realized that now. So that was a good, you know, that, that turned out to be good. Well, I appreciate your story because on the show we, you know, we advocate for using a travel agent because of exactly that. Because someone, you're not a number, you're not, you know, you don't have to have a barcode on your seat in order to get customer service. If you get customer service, like That's right. you're an actual travel mm-hmm. agent, you're not just a Costco employee and you take care of your clients. So I appreciate the story. Yes. Well, Denora, would you yeah. like to tell us about a best or most memorable meal? Because it sounds like you, like I, appreciate a well-cooked meal. It, it doesn't have to even be the best meal. It just has to be, you know, a memorable meal. So would you like to tell us a story? Right. Oh, yes, absolutely. I want to say that while in Nevis, I don't think I had one bad meal. Mm-hmm. There's just so many places to go. Like I said, if you have a client that's a foodie, would be this I, Nevis would be ideal for them because all of the food is really, really good. But I want to say my most memorable one had to be the um, the Nevis Mango Master Cooking Class with mm-hmm. Chef with Chef Llewellyn on Christie Beach. Are you typically a good cook? I am a pretty. I would like to think I'm a pretty good cook. Yeah, me too. I, <laughs> At least my family says that. Did you learn things, or were you like, yeah, I would do it differently, or was it a good like? Did you did you learn something? I did learn something. Yeah, I did absolutely. Yeah, um, just the way that he um, prepared and seared the salmon, I I would definitely use his t- the technique that he used again because it just came out perfectly um in the past i you know would do our minds a little bit differently but yeah the way he um you know seared his salmon and then he kind of um soaked it in the kind of coated it in the mango sauce that he has and it really gave it a great flavor <laughs> are there any parts of Nevis that we haven't talked about that you want to talk about or things that i might have missed this is your time to just expand on whatever aspect that we haven't talked about that you want to cover? Um, I just want to say that, you know, it's just a really, really special island. And um, there's with so many um, boutique hotels, which are none too alike, no cookie cutter um, hotels mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Everyone is like, every time I approach one, it's like unwrapping a new present. You get something totally different and something so special in each of them. So I would think that for someone looking to um, send a client to Nevis, my recommendation would be that you would really, really have to qualify that person because, like I said, there's no cookie-cutter resorts or hotels here. Everything is very unique, so you kind of want to know their style and what they're looking for, um, you know, in order to recommend these properties. But um, well, that's why clients are going to call you because you've been there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll put mm-hmm. um, your contact information up on your guest profile. We'll also be sharing your pictures throughout the week. Um, this is the last portion of the show. This is the random question portion, which you can participate in or not. But it's your opportunity to turn the conversation back the other way and ask me a question if you want to. Okay, so this is maybe like a twofold okay. uh, question. So um, the first part of it is, what are you passionate about? 
Oh, gosh, I am passionate about trying to get a date night with my husband because God bless my children. I love them. But uninterrupted conversation, we're both very busy, uh, is like totally on the goal list right now, just because I've been thinking about that today in between naps and mm-hmm. feeding and all those sort of things. Um, but I also am passionate about taking my children to travel to places, um, even as young people, because I want them to have a really good cultural understanding of the world because I don't want to raise tiny, uh, you know, but, um, <laughs> so I'd like, and I'd like to be able to not have to be, uh, tied to the school year. So my mother-in-law is going to hear this, um, and knowing that I do not want to homeschool my children, uh, just because I'm selfish with my time a little bit. I think that we all need to like have mm-hmm. a little bit of compartmentalization, but at the same time, when my children are to the point where we could do a homeschooling program and they could be a little more self-sufficient, I would like to be able to, you know, have my work and them have their work and like work remotely. Like if I have, if I want to, if we want to go to Jamaica and explore, um, mm-hmm. and they want to do their homeschooling work in the morning and I do my work in the morning, the afternoon, like, let's take off, let's go explore. So because we have very mobile lives, my family, and I would just like, you know, to be able to, mm-hmm. uh, give my children the gift of travel and have some, you know, date time with my husband. So there you go. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I married a hunky man, so you okay. know, some daytime. But, um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, my family and just make, you know, all the things most parents want, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, healthy kids and some, right. some travel together. So, yeah, at least that's, you know, the current to-do list, but, yeah. And so what is the one place you have not been to that you look forward to going? Now I know it's going to be Nevis, but other than that. I really would like to go to Nevis, and my husband would love to go to Nevis, even though the plantation for Hamilton's, the family plantation, is just, um, you know, kind of rubble. We're living in England right now, so most of the sites we go to see are partially rubble uh, because, you know, things are so, so old here. And there's also, like today we went and saw a gorgeous Mm -hmm. cathedral in Bath, which is Bath Abbey. But um, we would like to go to, actually, Poland. Um, I talked about that a little bit in a different episode, but we uh, we appreciate that culture um, and their identity as people. Mm-hmm. So Poland's up there. Uh, but also, I I had, Mar- do you know Margie Jordan at all? Was she a speaker at any of your events? I do. I, I sure do. I really admire Margie. She's an amazing um, speaker. Yeah, I got the opportunity to listen to one of her. Um, she actually spoke at the Nevis Travel Symposium that um, that I was at. Yes, she's wonderful, and she inspired me to want to go to India. So India is on the list too, but I think that's going to be a, a trip for my sisters and I because my husband uh, uh, he is very sensitive to spicy food. So that'll be that'll oh, be for God. the girls. So thank you for asking. What about you? What's on your list? Oh man, um, the next thing on my list, I want to definitely go to Africa and then to Dubai. I haven't been to neither one of those places yet, and that is on my one is on my 2018 to do, and, and the other is on the 2019. Nice. 
Janora, thank you so much for being a guest on the program today. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. It was a pleasure. I hope that our listeners have learned something about Nevis and that they're excited about visiting it. And we'll for sure put all of your contact information in case they want to talk to um, a Nevis specialist and have you plan their trip. And um, until next week, this is Megan Chapa of the Travel Agent Interview saying be sure to check out our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those good pages, and um, we'll talk to you next time. Good night. Good night.